So we're gonna talk about um, having healthy relationships, building bridges instead of burning them. And we are gonna talk about what the Lord did. <clears throat> so this, I call this part, gonna do this in three parts. First part is the text. And therefore, uh, sorry, Philippians chapter two, one to five. Therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there is, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Look at this, uh, make, Make my joy, but being of the same mind, right? Being of the same mind. Now, one can be of the same mind, but not be of the same interest. So if anybody uh, heard the, uh, my radio show uh, yesterday, I talked about a brilliant, brilliant movie. It was Gunfight, the OK Corral. And I'm not talking about this modern stuff. I'm talking about the one from 1960, Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. I told you, my foster parents were old enough to be my grandparents. I was blessed to really get all the golden oldies. And you had two guys, Burt Lancaster, Wyatt Earp, this Bible-thumping, righteous, Sheriff, and then you had Kurt Douglas, Doc Holiday, oh, a hard boozing, womanizing, gambler, you know, yeah, quick on the draw. In fact, he was known as a killer. And these two had no, nothing, no, nothing similar in purpose whatsoever. And these two had the greatest friendship that transcended all of their differences, right? And that's the bond that we are supposed to have. Ephesians 4 says that we are baptized into one spirit. There's only one spirit that we're all going to the same place through Christ with many different interests, with many different purposes to actually, or I'm going to say functions to get there. People are going to heaven as doctors, lawyers, freshmen, blah, 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 whatever, pastors, all different, but we are to have this one mind. We've got to remember that the kingdom is multifaceted one mind so we are not to dislike anyone because of that foolishness of politics 
and I wish I could get attacked by these politicians because I would wear it as a badge of honor. That's how little respect I have for these people who, who don't understand that this is about unity, not disunity, and they're into disunity for their own purposes so they can line their own pockets. That's what it's all about. No, God's purpose is overarching. It doesn't matter. I'm wired up. There's a, you know something, do you know, there is an amazing part in this movie, Gunfire, the OK Corral, Doc Holiday. Somebody, somebody throws a drink in Doc Holiday's face, right? That guy would have been dead in about two seconds before. But because he promised his friend, Wyatt Earp, that he will keep the peace, he looked like a coward. Doc Holiday was all about his reputation. He sacrificed that for his friend. No. And even his girlfriend, who were taken up with this man, who threw the drink in his face, said, oh, he's promised Wyatt he's going to be a good little boy. He allowed that humiliation for his friend because the friendship was bigger than his reputation. Right? And, and that's what we've got to get to. And that's what I was talking. If anybody hear me on the radio, a friend of mine, was on the radio, actually. And I said to him, I said, the bond is to be better than the issue. We even talked about that, that foolishness, how people in their own families are divided over politics. These, none of these people are worth it. None of these people are worth it. We are to keep the bond of peace. I remember when I was in Bible college, hearing, I didn't see it, hearing how these two guys got into a theological debate and one broke a guitar over the other guy's head. Really, it's foolishness. The, the, the bond, the bond of the relationship is to be bigger than the issue. And I, I even said to my friend on the radio yesterday, that is to be a formula. Understand one thing. We don't have to agree. And this is what I was saying. I was saying, People are not going to agree on different issues. You know why they're not going to agree? Because people have had different experiences. And I even use the guy, John Walsh, America's Most Wanted. Of course, he's going to be tough on crime. Look what happened. His son got decapitated. Yeah, no wonder he went from a hotel manager to doing that. Someone who's lost a, a child to drunk, uh, drunk drivers. Of course, she's going to be tough on that. I am a big advocate for mental health. I'm a big mental health voter. I don't care about the other. If somebody is a big advocate, I'm voting up because of my own experience. Everything else is theoretical. What builds bridges is if you see that the relationship transcends the issue. Really. And it... And if you allow the issue to break the relationship, then you are just a wanderer. Call him a wanderer, goes around, around, around. Really, you're burning bridges. And so, and then look what he says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than your 
selves, right? Regard one another. And that's, that is, that is what, why, what Doc Holliday did for his friend. This reputation that he had. And I remember when that guy threw that drink in his face, he said, I won't fight. And there's a time that White Herb's brother insulted him. And he said to him, you're so lucky that you are White Herb's brother. Because he would have killed this guy. This guy changed so much. And why was that? Because he was always thinking of his friend. He put himself, because he realized, he realized this friendship, this love he had, it transcended, he was ready to sacrifice his reputation, which is kind of what he lived on really, but all of that for his friend. And he was very, very humble about it. As I said, if you watch this movie, Dark Holiday, a drink in his face, and I won't fight. And then even his girlfriend insulting him that, oh, we promised uh, Wyatt he's gonna be a good little boy. That was a big insult. But the bigger purpose was the friendship. And so that's the text, right? Let's see the testimony. Verse five, have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, but did not regard equality with God, uh, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in the princess of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, those in, uh, who are in heaven and on earth, but under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of God, to, to, uh, uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So look, what he says, I'll decide you, which was also, that's a command, that's an imperative, a command that we should have this mind, have this attitude in you, okay, which was also in Christ, although, although he existed in the form of God, so that's talking about ontology. So ontology is the philosophy of being, what is, what actually exists. So I mean, he existed in the very essence of God. So we are, we are talking about divinity now morphing into humanity. It's kind of funny, but we know we are humanity and we try to morph into divinity. No, we try and take a step up. Christ took a step down and he did not consider. So there was no argument. There was no, there's no power struggles in earth. No, I'm not going. No, you go. No. Although he existed in the form of God, equality with God was not something, no, 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 I'm just as good as you, there was none of that going on, it says he emptied himself, he chose 
to divest himself of these rights, these ability for a greater purpose. So that text that I just read there from one to five, this is how Christ embodied that text in his own purpose, right? And of course, God is taking to be glad, but emptiness taking the form of and being made in the likeness of, of men. And so really this servanthood was lived out in the likeness of men, being found as a person as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point that even death on a cross. So really, there's a song you used to sing in my very word, the church I got saved in, Jehovah, you are the most high, right? So the most high became the most low, right? I mean, this is really such a great contrast to one who created everything, right, who is the highest of the high, became the lowest of the low. He put all of that aside. That's the attitude that we are to have. We are not the most high. I know we act like it at times, but we're not, right? So why can we not put our stuff aside? He emptied himself. So he was not full of himself. He emptied himself. There was no thing like, do you know who I am? Do you know what I do? Here's, here's the great thing that we have to remember in terms of where our security should come from. And in our societies, oh, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Not, nobody asks who you are, but that's where our security should come from. It's in who you are, right? Who Christ has made you to be, because that is never, ever lost. You know, they, they are, I see now they are all hailing the latest Olympian. I see Simone Biles in a lot of photo shoots. Simone Biles is going to get old one day, right? I remember days of 80s and 90s of Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan, unfortunately, even James Bond, Sean Connery died, right? James Bond, <laughs> remember Bond? Shaken, not stirred. Doesn't even say his name, James Bond, no. Bond, James Bond, <laughs> yeah, Wilson, Robert Wilson, right? <laughs> I just say it all together. No, but even this suave, sophisticated so-called guy gets old, gets replaced. But when we focus not on what we're doing, but who we're being, right? Nothing can be taken away from us. Right? Nothing can be taken away from us. I've talked a few times about Elizabeth Taylor, the most beautiful woman in the world. The best kid was given the biggest diamond, right? Wine and dime by Prince of you name it. Well, she got, she got old. She got gray. Her skin got wrinkled, right? So we cannot focus our security on that. And this is the reason why I say it. Is this starts out who being in the form of God? Well, understand one thing about Jesus was in the form of God, 
that never changed. Yes, he took on humanity, but he never stopped being God. Now, he emptied himself or divested himself to his function to perform it, to, to actually function as God, but he never stopped being God. Yes, he was the God-man, but that form of God does not change. He did not change his very essence, right? And that's what we have to put our security in, in who God has made us, that that doesn't change. We put our focus, right, in what we are doing. And so anytime you've got somebody else who seems like they're doing something, but we get jealous, right? That jealousy is a wall or that jealousy is like gasoline on the bridge, right? That burns up the bridge. And so now we have no way over to bridge that relationship with that person or it becomes a little bit of resentment, becomes, becomes, a little, and it becomes a little bit higher, the more resentful that we get. But if we are focused in who we are being, right, instead of what we are doing, walls never get built up and bridges never get burned. And as I said, Christ's testimony is the example when the most high can become the most low, right? Surely, us who are not the most high, and if we are, it's just because we think we are, we're not in reality, but if we take on this attitude, we will have peace, we'll have very relationship with ourselves, with God, and with other people, right? And if you think about it, really, given what Christ did, he's already done the heavy lifting, right? He's already done the heavy lifting. We just have to do some unpacking. People don't really call. You call the movers. You don't call the mover. Come and unpack my stuff. No. You call the movers. Come, come and move my stuff. You do the unpacking yourself. You know where you want stuff and all of that. And that's Jesus. He's already done the moving, right? Now we just have to do this unpacking. Because he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on this cross. And we've talked about it before, of course, crucifixion was one of the most ignoble deaths in all of history. Now, there's been a lot of deaths during the French Revolution. Now, many of the aristocracy were guillotined, but boom whoosh, your head off, that's quick, right? But crucifixion was so ignoble because somebody was left to die up there and it could be hours up there. Oh, look at him. Oh, wow, because it was designed to kill you both physically and socially, right? So he died this incredible ignoble death. So that's the testimony. So what is the tool from this? Well, well, this is the tomb. If Jesus was able to do this, and 
he's in the form of God, did not think it was Robert. We are in the form of who God has made us, right? That can change who we are on the inside, regardless of how we live it out on the outside, right? We should be able to say, so what? And that's the tool. So what that uh, this person gets the last word in over me? So what that this person is first and I am not? So what if this person now is making more money than me? So what if this person is getting more pats on the back than I am? Because now... I'm in the form of who I am, right? And who I am, the being, is who I really am. The doing, right, is just a function that's eventually going to change as we go into eternity anyway. That should enable me to say, so what? It shouldn't cause me to become resentful, jealous, controlling, proud, or any of those other things with people that, as I said, build up walls and, and destroy bridges. No, it should cause me to say, so what? It should enable me to be empty of myself and stay empty because emptiness is what enables connectivity with people. And being full of yourself prevents that, right? And so this is the tool, one of the most liberating statements I've ever had in my entire life was, so what? In fact, I even call it a branch of my theology. I call it so what theology. So what that someone is has more money than you? So what that someone is this, has a bigger position than you, is closer to uh, the past, that lives in a certain area? So what? Because that is not where you are to derive your importance from. Anyway, everything will change one day. Jesus did not derive his importance from that. In fact, the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus Christ endured the cross, despising all shame. Now he is seated at the right hand of God. You know, when you can say, so what? You won't desire to control anyone. You won't desire to control your kids. You won't desire to control the outcome of anything. When you can say, so what? You know, you can say that resentment diminishes. You know, anger and jealousy, when you can actually say that, you sleep better. You have a peace when you can actually say, so what? You won't have that attitude. Oh, I, I, I got her. I got her. I don't. No, you don't got her. When you can say, so what? Boom. The anxiety and stress levels, blood pressure, boom, goes down. Your ability to enjoy life goes up. So what? This is what Jesus is saying there. There's no, oh, you know, I, I, I won't come that time in history. Let me come during the French Revolution where I can just get guillotine. Oh, how about the 20th, 21st century where I can just have a quickie uh, um, 
uh, lethal injection. Oh, no, no. The Bible says, at the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. Jesus said, so what? Did not consider equality with God as something to hold on to, as something to grasp but made himself of no reputation. When you can truly say on the inside that insults don't diminish me and compliments don't add to me, that's when you can truly say you are secure. That gives you a peace. You know what? People cannot coerce you. You will make decisions based on them being right decisions, not based on what this person thinks or based on not what that person thinks, not because your mama or your papa will like it or your kids will like it. No, based on the fact that it's right in the eyes of God. Really, when you can say, so what? That's when you are truly free. When you can talk about your greatest misses as well as your greatest hits, that's when you are free. My friend on the radio said, wow, Robert, you just let it all out there? Yeah, because I know about so what? I know about the freedom in being yourself. The greatest gift anyone can give to themselves is the gift of being themselves. I'm telling you, it's the gift of being, not trying to be that, not trying to be that, because that will like it, but of being themselves. I do not take it aside. I have no problem saying that something is right. I don't care whether it's the left, the right, black, white. It is a liberated, a wonderful way to live. For me now, it's the only way to live. Because at one time, I couldn't say so what. I didn't even know what I was. I was so wrapped up in, I need to be this here, I need to be that there, and spinning all the time. No wonder I had a mental breakdown. Never again. And this is what I want you guys to say, that you don't, that you have to be yourself. You know, being full of yourself, you know, pride. You know what it does? It distorts. It distorts your ability to see correctly. You think about it. Look what pride did to the devil. For the devil to think he could take on God, an eternal being, that's real distortion. Really. That is real distortion. That's almost like a baby getting it in to the boxing ring with a heavyweight champion of the world. That's nuts. Right? And so, and the Bible even says, no man should think more highly of himself than he ought to because it causes inaccuracy in the decisions that you make. Think about it. You have to be able to say, so what? And you can only do that when you are empty of yourself. Being full of yourself will distort the decisions that you make. You're walking on a crooked path. I would never pick up, I'm a lot of it, tools on my desk, I would never pick up a crooked ruler and use it to measure anything. That would be silly. 
But when you're full of yourself, that is what you are doing. You are using a crooked measurement to measure issues of life. Oh, you're heading down the wrong path. And you know why I know it? Because I've been down it. Oh, with so much pain. Never again. Never again. When you can say, so what? That's when you can live in peace. I sleep like a baby. I don't even think when I was a baby, I slept like a baby. But now I sleep like a baby. Really. And because I can say, so what? The most liberating words on the planet for me, for me. And I'm telling you, this is the tool from this message. Mm -hmm.